Oh, yeah. There she is. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me. What's up, Miriam Tazi? What up, Malcolm, Malcolm Riddle? Ooh. I can't speak today. Your voice is uh, a little raspy. Yeah. Did you sleep well? Not really. Didn't sleep well. Tossed and turned. Yeah. It happens. I do that all the time. It's the worst. I almost got used to it. That's not good. It isn't good. But people, what is good is that we're on to another episode of American Riddle. So thank you for tuning in. And Miriam Tazi, thank you for uh, being in... Waking up. (laughs) Get up, woman. Let's do this. I did a a podcast that I just posted with Greg Gilmore. I saw that. So I thought I was fired again. No, man. The show must go on, Miriam Tazi. I was like, okay, well... Got no. some fired. Got to hang out with my pops. I would, I Done. Would. <laughs> Can't have anything else going on in my life. You're tripping. Yeah. No, you're you <laughs> you you are an essential part not of really. this program. It's not lying. And speak. It's true. <laughs> no, it is true. Yeah. The fans demand it, and yeah. I demand it. The fans. That's right. It's a fan. You hear that, the people? Fan. <laughs> Come on. My mom. My your, mom. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I told my dad yesterday that I had a podcast, and he's like, what is this podcast? Yeah, I was like, how approve. do I explain this? I played a little bit of it. He's like, is this on the radio? I was like, no, dad, it's online. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah, he doesn't understand. <laughs> he's like, what? You're, what, are you, what is this? Who is this? Who are you doing this with? I was like, all right, let's not get letting, into details. She's letting the cat out of the bag, people. But that's okay. That's the point. You want to spread the news? You want to spread the gospel? You know what I mean? From here to Kalamazoo to Kathmandu to Morocco. That's how we do it. We got to share it. You know, I need the people to retweet and uh, uh, what is the other one? Share? Share. Yeah. <laughs> that was another re. But let me turn this down. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the only way we're going to grow is by telling people whether they uh, listen or not or want to hear it or not. <laughs> we're going to force it on them. You know what I mean? Speaking of that, we got a, a, a new voicemail. In the uh, on the chat line, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's tune in and see what uh, what was said. Here we go. Here we go. What are you nervous every time? Yeah, this is Mike J. And when I'm getting it on in the morning, exercising or taking a walk with my girlfriend, you know that sounds crazy. I listen to American Riddle <laughs> and the African with Attitude, Miriam Tazi. Oh wow, he got my name Malcolm right. Malcolm Riddle, you're a bad mother. Let me shut my mouth. Oh, yeah. Tell uh, that pimp uh, Showtime that uh, we're looking for him in our area real soon. Peace. That's what's up. That's Mike J. You know what I mean? Mike J has been very consistent. A.K.A. A.K.A. Blair. A.K.A. Dutch. A.K.A. Stone. A.K.A. The All-Nighter. Not The All-Nighter. The oh, all night. Did you notice that he said while well, he's getting it on in the morning? That's right. Well, he does a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, so I was just trying. It could to, mean anything. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could read in between the lines, but yeah, no. I mean, he's been mainly the only one leaving voicemail, but we <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. The one fan. Oh, we got yeah. three fans yeah, now. Yeah, there's some there's some Our fans moms out there. and him. <laughs> There are some supporters well, out there. thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, not bad. You got a shout-out? See, you got supporters? What are you talking about? Fire? What type of mumbo-jumbo is that? Are you kidding me? I but yeah, the truth. Well, no, I mean, I, I, there's a lot going on, especially with the, the continuing... What was that noise? 
the continuing evolution of the podcast. And one of the things that I've been working on the past week, I skipped a week and I did get some feedback from other fans. Like, where's the podcast this week? You know, uh, uh, but uh, just with work running around, like right now I'm dealing with, I talked about this on the last show. I got an event coming up and the wine's not there and UPS tried, you know, delivered it, but for some reason it didn't. So I'm trying to coordinate getting shipments and trucks and personnel into Los Angeles. But that's why I did it early, just in case there was a hiccup like it is right now that I'm dealing with. So professional, I'm a pro. <laughs> okay, this is in my, I told Gilmore this. I'm, this isn't my first time to the rodeo. You know, I've been to this dance before, and I I know something's gonna happen, right? I'm trying. Something to, always happens. I'm trying. I'm trying to get t-shirts. I'm trying to get uh, t-shirts. Uh, just like a, a Starry Night t-shirt or Man- oh. Mangria t-shirt, oh. just so we're in uniform at least. Which is, you know, I've not heard back from anyone, which is driving me crazy. I sent, uh. Just give them American Riddle t shirts. <laughs> I'm almost going to the store to get an iron on. And I'm gonna iron on a couple t shirts. Word up. I'm gonna do it old school with the block, you know, the, 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 the velvet letters. Old school. You ever seen those? You, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if <laughs> that's how we do it. Like on jerseys and yeah, stuff. Yeah, just go to the, the, the fabric store. They got all sorts of old school stuff like that. Mm. Man, this sounds crisp. I did it. Very crisp. I did the uh, podcast mobile, which I haven't done that. It, well, I can't say that. I, I did it. But it just, for some reason, I didn't think it sounded right, the whole podcast. But it, it turned out well. Oh, with Gilmore? Yeah. I was worried. You're always worried. Yeah. Every podcast yeah. you're worried. Let's be real. <laughs> it's crazy, though. Yeah. It's insane. The uh, Yeah, but it went well. The, um, so I'm trying to organize that. I just got off the phone with the shipping company just now, and, you know, I'm still, you know, it's countdown is here. It's, like, right around a corner, and it's no easy feat, but hopefully I will get a call back from Starry Night Winery after my six emails hmm. and calls. I'll get one back about uh, their shipment. I mean, if they they want their wine to be, you know, well, I've already, advertised I've more. already got it advertised. All the advertisement and promos are done. Oh. So those logos are are, are are stamped and sealed, and not flyers. <laughs> fl- no flyers are printed. The 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 digital promos for the what are those? What are those big the banners? TVs? Yeah, banners and TVs when they broadcast it on the jumbotron. Oh yeah, yeah. All that stuff is is five thousand people. I mean, it's it's a go. And then the, my my Mangria shipment of wine, that's MIA. What? It's in limbo. Yeah, they well when they when I requested it months ago and they jump on it everything really fast. They did it months ago, so it just sat in a warehouse and they they returned it back to inventory like two months ago. So I called to check in on that and uh, yeah, you know. So I have to resubmit a PO, but I haven't heard an email. But it's the Fourth of July weekend, you know. No, no one's no one's doing anything. No one's doing anything. Well, everyone's trying to plan something that's not work but guess who's working yeah me too <laughs> I, I was i was, I was like wait you don't, you don't have friday off you don't have monday no, off i was like uh no, no nor saturday nor anything no. i work the whole all the time weekend grinding it out friday, thursday friday saturday sunday monday tuesday wednesday <laughs> it just won't stop grinding it out yep no independence for me yeah. <laughs> no no grinding it out that's 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 the hustle the hustle never ends mm-hmm. I, I was uh with a customer Day before yesterday, I walked in and they were like, "They were like, don't forget to cook that chicken extra good." <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> I didn't understand the joke. And you know how you get one of those uncomfortable grins? 
that face? Yeah. Is that it, your uncomfortable grin? It was it was so bad. It was I, I didn't understand the the I didn't understand the context of the joke. Like literally I stopped in, they looked at me, said, Oh, we're good for this week or whatever. And then she uh she said, We'll follow up or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then in front of customers and and uh other sales rep, she goes, and don't forget, cook that chicken extra good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but then she said it twice. Extra, extra good, just like that. Like put some sort of funny sound it's on. Not it. that funny. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was ill intended. I don't think she knew what she was saying. Because mm. maybe she had chicken on the mind. You know I mean, what I mean? Because every on the mind a lot, but you yeah, know. <laughs> every every chicken joke isn't racist. You know, that you came to, off a little racist. You have to assume positive intent, Miriam Tazi. Fuck that. I like chicken though. <laughs> So either you way, I'm good. Chicken. I'm good either way. Are you going to have chicken? I don't have anything. No, I don't have anywhere to go. My son's out of t- my son's out of town. Your I haven't seen him doing in anything? weeks. No cookout. Mom doesn't really celebrate holidays, unless Except my brother Thanksgiving. Unless my yeah. Well, it's not really. It's, it's just an excuse to cook. I don't know if we really recognize. You know. Yeah. You know, it's just like all right. You know, what is this? What are we doing here? Eating turkey. Yeah. With bacon on and turkey's it. not really the best. You know what I mean? It's good because you got gravy. <laughs> Are we going to have another gravy episode? No, I'm good. I'm, I love, yeah. No, I love gravy. Gravy is is is, is paramount in my life. Uh, I'm aware. But uh, there's other things. Lamb. You had the lamb last year, right? Yeah. This past Thanksgiving, you made lamb. Do you remember? Did I? Yeah, because your brother was like, oh, you know, and, you, and I came over. I don't know if I came over Thanksgiving or the day after. Could have been Thanksgiving. It was the best. <laughs> it was the best. I mean, it was so juicy flavors. Yeah. Not that lamb shit that you got to put mint jelly on no. or something like. You know, no, people, don't jelly. insult the. No, yeah, yeah. no, that's just awful. No, it was. I don't remember what I did. I think I put, put like a leg of lamb in the oven or something. Yeah, you eat some- lathered it with a stuff seasoning and mustard and garlic and all that <sighs> deliciousness. Oh. Now I want some. <laughs> it was, and it, you could slice it. You could slice well, it. I slow cooked it for hours. Yeah, and you could slice it with your finger. It was just so tender. You could just cut right through it. Right. And it was juicy. He wants more. You could see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're not going to get fired. Oh. Your lamb is good, Miriam Tazi. That sounds dirty. She got some good lamb. Okay. That does sound dirty, huh? <laughs> Especially with your gross tone associated. Your lamb is good, Miriam. Yeah, good lamb. The, good. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, you want your lamb to be good. When it's done right, seriously, all jokes aside, when you do lamb wrong. A lot of people don't like lamb. They think it's too gamey. They just don't yeah, know how they, to make it. That's it. And if it's too old, it's all about how old the, the lamb is. It's hard to tell. You go to the butcher that just killed the monk. That's very hard to do here, but you can find some good stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever happens, I mean, if anyone overeats, then you're going to be back back at the gym. And, uh, yeah, I, my, don't even get me started on my gym. I mean, you've sent me enough gross pictures that I'm just traumatized. My, <laughs> I can't really deal with gym. I'm telling you people, and I think I think I need to really get the audience involved with telling, because I, be, I can't be the only one that has these horror stories, right? I mean, I would... I. I would assume not, but I just, it seems like that particular gym has a particular, I guess, I'm putting etiquette in quotations because it's not really etiquette, it's the opposite, but you know what I mean? They're just really gross in yours. 
I don't know what it is. Toenails I mean, and shit in the sink and hey man, all piles I'm, of pube hair in the corners and all I'm this? doing. Whoops, <laughs> I didn't even stop that. You know, see, this is my production, people. Hold on, give me a second. I'm thinking about coming up with a uh, a theme song for Genetic uh, Jim, Jim, Jim Horror Stories. I haven't come up with a name yet, so if you guys listening come up with a, a name for Jim Horror Stories or Nightmare Stories or whatever. But I think I can. I think I'm gonna use this beat for the uh, the intro. You remember this song? Yeah. So yeah, I've oh, got yeah. <laughs> I've got these horror stories. It's a nightmare. It's just a nightmare when you go to my gym. And what happens is there are a lot of people in my gym that you know they they passed them. If you live in Northern Virginia, you know there are a lot of people that pass themselves off as uppity. You know what I mean? Like they're rich or something. You know what I mean? Like they're, you, yeah. you know, but when you get them behind closed doors, drunk at a wine tasting, <laughs> for one, you know what I mean? Those colors show out. Or if they don't get their way when they're shopping or a parking space or when they're driving or any, any, <laughs> any point where there's some sort of pressure or stress involved. That etiquette goes right out the window. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Any anything that's civil, anything that's civil. I was in a gym, Hanagat. I was in a gym yesterday, right? And I've got to the point now where I talk out loud and I just say, I'll say whatever's on my mind. Like I saw a dude picking his toe, picking his toes, right, and talking on his cell phone. In the gym, and he was he, he was speaking in Arabic. So all I, all I heard was, you know, words I didn't understand, but very loudly. I don't know if could you do a, give me an example of how loud an Arabic person. Would we talk all to? speak very loud. Very loud. <laughs> it's just I'm a little bit different. My family's a little different, yeah. but but it was like he was shouting. Oh, but you, but he was probably saying just like I love you. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was regular stuff, right? <laughs> it always sounds like we're yelling when we're speaking Arabic. It's just the, it's like German too. It's when it's really throaty. And he was picking his toe to hold it. So I'm walking, you see me like a madman walking around and I'm pacing. I'm going, why, 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 <laughs> why, why, why? So they're probably looking at me like, like you're crazy. Here comes this guy, <laughs> this babbly, but I'm saying it because why do I got to look at this? Why, why? Because you're going to a public why? gym. Why? That's what happens when you're in public areas. Literally. People just, I don't know. Today, my theme song is Mad World. So I'm just saying, like, this world has gone mad. Oh, I've lost. Ugh. Really? Do you have so, to put those pictures back up? So this is a picture I'm showing Miriam. It's a picture, and there's toenails it's in gross. the sink. They're, Look at- like, yellow. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's the nastiest thing. I, I went to the sink. Okay, this is a sink where you go and you wash your hands. You know, you brush your teeth. Ew, you know, you, take it you off? do. I don't need to see the specifics. <laughs> I'm, I got it. Like, you I go shoes. there and you, you, you know, you just take care of personal business. But I said it a thousand times. These fools, they go and they put, they put their feet on the sink and pick their toes. In this case, I mean, this makes you want to throw up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's disgusting. I saw a pile of yellow toenails in the sink. A pile of them. I mean, you... That's where they go. You, Not at the trash. No, no, no. You no, know, no, no, it's no. personal grooming. Let's just leave everything. <laughs> That's so horrible, people. That's so nasty. You guys don't even know my pain. 
I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare. It really is. It's, 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 it's a nightmare. I could, I'm going to come up with a rap. I'm going to make a wrap up. I'm, I'm going to add it to that. Mark my words. Give me some time. Uh, the other day I was in the gym and I saw this. I'm going to show Miriam. I may post these pictures, but then again, I may spare you guys because uh, you may not even want to see it. Oh, that's <laughs> probably his toenails. I mean, there, I, was, I was in the gym. I even did a periscope on it. And I'm sitting, I'm going to my car, right? Going to my car. And I thought I was seeing things. And I saw a guy laying in his car, sleeping with his big foot right there on the dash. His big, he was passed out. Now granted, you know, sometimes I get tired, I want to pull over. You know, you long day, you've been driving. You could, you know, you could be working construction. Anything could be happening, right? Mm-hmm. But this is a busy parking lot. I mean, there's there's Froyo restaurants, Thai restaurants. Froyo restaurants? Froyo uh, uh, places. <laughs> what do they call it? What, they, what is it called? What is Parlor? It? Parlor. <laughs> or just Froyo. How's that? Place where you can have, fr- why am I saying fro-yo? Frozen yogurt. Yeah, I don't even want to be that person. My I don't even- sister says fro-yo. She's like, man, we have fro-yo now. Yeah, I don't even say, I got fro-yo. <laughs> what the hell is fro-yo? Frozen yogurt. It's just, everything is abbreviated. Frozen yogurt's good, lazy. though. It's good and it's better for you. I like it. Yeah, me too. But the, my point is, you go... <laughs> <laughs> you want Froyo, and you don't want people's toes all up in their car in your face. No, you're walking, you can see. Can you? That's is that gross. picture not clear? That's well, a, you were like, zoom in, and I'm like, is that a fucking foot? It's a foot. So Miriam, Miriam catches, uh, she catches the blunt of all this uh, uh, streamed while information. Yeah, while uh, I'm at work so and when I'm I catch disturbed. Her, I'm like, who can I send this? Inf-? Miriam Tazi. I'm I think so glad I'm that person. It's great. Mm. It's great. Because I'm, I can't be the only one suffering, so therefore I need to bring you. <laughs> I'm so glad I can suffer with you. I have you. to bring you into this fold, Miriam Tassi. Look at this. And so I'm, I still. It is a big foot, too. It's a massive. Big brown foot, too. You know what I mean? Is it? Yeah. It's a, just just a big foot. Big ass toe. You know what fat. I mean? Fat toe. One of those fat, juicy. Even the. the fat, juicy. You're going to say fat and juicy. <laughs> it's plump. Plump. It's a plump toe, right? But, but even the toe next to it is... is it's is, like two toes connected. It looks like another big toe. Man, that dude has slave feet. I mean, it's just Aww. a it's just a big stone-carrying foot. You don't know what's going on in his life. That's what I said. You Sometimes know? you just, you're pressured out, but... I you see people sh- sleeping in their cars all the time. You, you should know, have I some... I never do that. I would not feel safe. I have, I've, I've, but I'm not going to take man, my clothes though. off. I'm not going to take Well, he my, took his shoe off. Maybe he was wearing but flip-flops. You don't, well, we don't, but, but keep it deep, keep it down, right? But I, that's more comfortable. Literally, I people sat there. People drive like that. I sat, yeah. I sat there. <laughs> I've seen people drive like yeah, that. Eric Dinkins drove like that. Okay. Eric Dinkins. What's that? Like, Eric, I'm supposed to know. Eric Dinkins was a buddy, is a, is a buddy of mine, right? Representing Culpeper, Virginia. <laughs> and uh, Eric Dinkins, he, he was famous back in the day because E. Dinkle, that's what we called him. E. Dinkle. He would drive station wagons back in the 90s, mm-hmm. right? And pimp them out. Before pimping out was even known. So he would have the tinted windows. You know what I mean? He would have, uh, he would have uh, uh, the stereo, everything in it. But he'd be, he'd be single dude at the time. Rocking station wagons. Maybe he needed the space. So he had like the Honda Accord station wagon. He, but the one that he wrecked, I'm, I'm pretty sure, he had his foot. You know how you know how girls will drive and they got their leg wide open. You know why they do that? Because they need to, you know, a little, little clap. 
you know, get the air going down there. It probably feels good. I would like to do that because sometimes it gets hot down there. Anyway, back to the point. You Eric- thought that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was really excited Eric- and he saw my so face and he stopped himself. No, but sometimes you see a chicken and you're like, oh shit, what the fuck's going on over there if I could only see? But uh, I'm not the only one that thinks. Reaper. That's gross. <laughs> I could only see. I'm the only one that thinks this. But look. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that at all. Here, yes, you are the only one that thinks that completely, like completely. Never crossed my mind once. Now I'm fucked. Now I'm gonna think about it. Oh my god, you put extra f on that fuck. And I'm fucked. Extra like disgust. You know, you can tell when someone curses at you. You can tell the level of disgust. At least you see your face. Is it the toes? Is it the toenail? Or is it my lewd comments? The whole shebang. Oh, and okay. she's using shebang now. now. <laughs> the tradition continues. So, where was I? Eric Dinkins. Oh. So, Eric Dinkins would drive, and he had his foot like this driving. You know, us pimping. They used to do it in Flint, Michigan. Mm. Flint, Michigan, on Friday, Friday nights and Saturdays, you would cruise downtown, and the dudes would put one leg out of the window, <laughs> right? Out of the window. And you'd lean your seat back, pimping, as, as far as you could, right? Music up, and then the real cool brothers, I think I talked about this before on the show, the real cool brothers, they would turn their dome light on. <laughs> but, wait, it gets better. The dome light, hand of God, I'm not making this shit up, they would change it a different color, right? It'd be green or red. A lot of brothers did reds because it was like you was on Star Trek or something, like red alert. And you turn your dome lights on in the inside, and it would just all illuminate in red. With your leg out the window to see who could pimp the hardest driving down. And you would just drive down, and you would go... Literally, downtown Flint, Michigan, and they do this at at different car washes from the south side to the north side. Downtown Flint is uh, the old cobblestone uh, streets. Mm -hmm. You would drive down there, speed limit, eh, 25, 30 miles an hour, two to three miles (laughs) an hour. As slow as possible, so all eyes. And you're you're talking, yeah, you're talking like Chevy Cavaliers. You know what I mean? You're talking about Fieros. You know, you're talking, you're not talking about, you know, like, like today, you got all these nice cars, Infinities and Lexus and, you know, no, no, no. These are tricked out. Clean, too. Spotless. Well, sometimes. I mean, I did tell you before, they would, they would uh, wax it. Some brothers would leave the wax oh, on right. and then pimp it out and drive down the road. Making no sense at all. But anyway, Eric Dinkins, a.k.a. E. Dinkle from Culpeper, Virginia. Mm. This dude was driving leg up mm. out. And do- I don't know if he dozed off. I can't remember the legend, the story. But he he he, he wrecked the car. And when he wrecked it... <laughs> He, uh, he when he, when he came to his 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 tennis shoe his Nikes were up by his uh, ear because <laughs> yeah, it pushed his leg back broke his leg and it pushed it back all the way mm. yeah so he got fucked up so this is why you don't want to do that it's you know true. what I mean I don't know what that has to do with this dude's foot in the car but mainly your feet need to be, be, belong on the floor yeah you know what I mean I'm I don't need you. to see this stuff literally I sat there and I watched this guy I watched this guy. It's kind of weird, too, because I must have watched him for five minutes. And the reason why I was people watching was because the people that would come and park, the children, the families, you know what I mean? Just just regular suburban people. 
they would see it and it would startle them. And I just wish I had a camera to record it because it, 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 yeah, it, I mean, it would scare. Yeah, yeah, they would be shocked. The children would see it and then they some would laugh, some would be like, oh, some would just be appalled, like, oh my, it was crazy. Yeah, no, it was crazy. It was, it was just, it was a great watch. That's why I, I did do a Periscope, and then people started looking at me. Like, who's the weird dude walking around talking to himself? Hard to pull off Periscope sometimes, especially after when you're a certain age and you don't have anyone with you. Doesn't work out too well. The whole creep factor really sinks in. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you're, you're talking to yourself and holding a cell phone. I could be your talking to the yeah but it feels kind of weird i haven't got to that level you should put your phones on when you do stuff like that i did have it on it's not that bad mm. it's like you're having a conversation on FaceTime. that's what i like people to think you're fine i'm fine yeah. i'll keep doing it's not that weird these days Mm-mm. but remember that's... when people had bluetooth you couldn't see it and they'd be like talking in their car and you were just like i don't this is person talking to themselves you know they look crazy but no you're fine i think i think we're used to that now so that's what that no i'm never gonna get used to that no no but that's my gym that's my gym. Lots of dudes. You I'm need telling a new gym. I keep telling you this. I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. I mean, I, I can't be the only one. Maybe it doesn't bother people like it bothers you or they don't notice it. I don't even know how you can't. Well, it grosses you out. You notice it. And you're very observant. <laughs> you it sucks, too. Up. Yeah, it really does suck when yeah, you're that It's good observant. and bad. It's true. I mean, people are out of control. The other day, kids are kids are totally out of control to some greater or lesser degree. I ran into this child the other day, right? He was with his dad, right? Scared the bejesus out of me. Why? A, because if you look around and you see how much negotiating power children have with their parents, it, it's just it's mind-boggling sometimes, right? So I'm standing there. I'm standing somewhere, and I hear a yell, like dad yell. You know when a dad... You know, deepens his voice and, and, and wants that respect, wants that attention, wants that answer. You know that yell. You you like stand. All it takes is one, right? So I heard, I heard, Milton. <laughs> Scared the shit. I looked like I did something wrong, right? Right? And then I heard it again. Milton. 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 <laughs> Milton would not turn around for shit. Nope. And I knew he was going to be in hot water. No. The dad didn't have no power. He had no authority. He thought he, he had the dad voice, but he didn't have authority. Oh, he didn't follow he was through. Weak. He needs to follow through. Yeah, he needs to follow through with a pinch on the neck. You know what I mean? That's it? A little pinch on the neck? No, not no little pinch. My dad, when he, when he would... <laughs> a pinch let, let me, let me tell on you. the neck. I don't even know if that hurts. Come here. Come here, let me see. Yeah, your neck. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do yeah. that. Let yeah. me see this right here. On the side and twist. Oh, the twist, I guess. <laughs> That's the, the pinch and twist is a different story than just the pinch. Now, sir. people, I'm not advocating any abuse to your child or anything like that. Not not doing that. All I'm saying is what I'm drawing reference to my own personal experience. Okay. If I heard the dad cry, the dad yell, all it takes is one, and I you got my attention. And me, gro- a grown man, right? When I heard that dad reach out to his son, it was time to go. I'm the one that came to attention. <laughs> and then finally, uh, after the third or fourth time, uh, young, I think his name was Milton. It was some weird, obscure name I'm not used to. Yeah, Milton. Um, I walked over to Milton. <laughs> Look, I walked over I walked over to him and I said, uh, 
Milton, uh, you might want to listen to your pops. You, yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> you might want to, you know, listen to this guy the first time around, right? And his dad gave me a little wink, and I turned over. And I turned when I turned around. There's another just random stranger. He walks up to me. He goes, "That would have been my dad. I would have been. It would have been over. Mm-hmm. Game over. Mm-hmm. Game over." You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. I was like, if my dad ever raised his voice three times to me in a public place, it wouldn't have been a good ride home. Oh, no. It wouldn't have been a good ride home. Or walk to the car or anything. I would have got, man, I would have probably saw stars. But straight up, the walk to the car, yeah, you get the pinch under the underarm or something. Or I just might have just got popped just straight up. And then you get home after he thinks about it and it has time to marinate. You know what I mean? More angry. Or, and he's pissed off at something else that happened that day or something, and it just it just starts to just 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 it's like just cook all this. It just and starts they get to no cook. respect for my children. Yeah, and then you get home, you know, you and lose then, it. Oh, you're done. Go get my belt. No. I, that was the worst one. Go you have get to go it. get it yourself. Go get. The it wasn't weapon. the beating. Yeah, it wasn't the beating that was as bad. Like the beating, you, you can you already know what that's going to be like. The whooping, right? But the walk to get the belt, and then you're like nervous, so you got to find it, and you can't find it in a good amount of time. And they start raising their voice again. You're done. You're done. That's not good. It ain't a good day, but it doesn't. It's few and far between these days. That, I mean, when you do hear about it, it's like news on the radio that someone did that to their child. But I mean, some of these kids. You know, they got that freedom and they, they know that they are in a position where they can negotiate and negotiate time and negotiate uh, uh, goods and services that uh, they got to one up. You know what I mean? They ain't been choked out yet. And, and again, I'm not advocating that you should choke them out, people. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that's how you should discipline your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another group of kids came over and muscled their dad, right? And uh, the child goes, come on, Dad, let's go. I, I want a Frappuccino. Oh. Yeah, Frappuccino. Well, never. But then I was thinking, I was thinking, I was like, today, today's day and age with children, kids, they spend a lot of time at places like Starbucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like a big thing, getting that caffeine fix, huh? This is true. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like one of the only things to do. I guess it's to like today's to version of or Chipotle. Yeah, I guess or, it's like today's version of like going to like uh, you know if you go back the, like in Back to the Future where they go and get a malt or yeah, or, like an ice cream yeah, cone ice, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of the same. Like we thing. hung out like at delis because there's not really that many places for like teenagers to hang out necessarily. They're not going. They don't go to the park. It seems like they, they don't, don't jump play. ramps. Some do for sure, but it's so it's illegal in most places to find a spot and you know what I mean and to go and there's some places where they actually do that, but then the parents have to drive them there. And Outside of this studio, they do. They be riding the bikes all up and yeah, down. Yeah, and they fall all the time. Yeah. all the time. It's great. Yeah, I always hear kids crying. I'm just like, really. It's great because I mean, it's a serious hill. It's a it's a serious hill right here. It's amazing to see. I love when I see the kids. Yeah, outside but the kids playing. are foreign here. You know, they're not they're not little. You know. Doesn't seem like they're spoiled brats anyway. Yeah. It depends. Different cultures, different education, different discipline. Well, we talked about this on, on the last podcast. We were just talking about how, how easily accessible everything is uh, now with technology. So you're kind of, you got so many different avenues for inter- entertainment that. Uh, it's not just entertainment, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, uh, and sometimes there are distractions where, yeah. you know, you, you could. Literally, be looking at a YouTube channel 
and look up and three hours have, have passed. You know what I mean? If I look at Seinfeld's uh, TV show, um, they're 15 to 20 minutes at a pop. And you look at two or three of those, I mean, easily on top of, you know, any social media and stuff like that. You look up and it's gone. Yeah. You know? So it is what it is. I tell you one of the things, uh, speaking of, of things being gone, I started listening to, uh, and you'll, you'll appreciate this. Mm. I, I took it back. What's that? Downloaded. I loaded up a bunch of my old CDs from the 90s. Nice. Into my library. Oh. Is that after you saw my collection? You're Not, like, yeah, you, well, you were listening last, <laughs> last time. Last time I was here, we were you were listening to, uh, what was it? Uh, Timberland. Timberland and Magoo. Oh. And it was just sounding so good. And yeah, the, I like think we were production. driving somewhere, and I was just like, "God damn, do you hear? Do you hear the production value of this? Yeah. It's it's so much better." <laughs> Straight up, do you got Timberland McGo on that phone? No, no oh my phone. God. I have the CD that I purchased back in the '90s, still with the cover and everything. It's amazing. Man, I was listening Peace, to this. Yo. And welcome to Jazzmatazz, oh. an experimental fusion of hip-hop and live jazz. Yeah, well, he's got a few of them. I'm your host. A few of those Jazzmatazz albums that are... That stands for Gifted Unlimited Rhymes Universal. I miss him. Guru. I started yeah. doing something like this, but I didn't want to do it unless he's it was got one of the best be voices. Right, you know what I'm saying? Because mm. hip-hop, rap music, it's real. It's musical, cultural expression based on reality. And at the same time, jazz is real and based on reality. So I want to let you know that it was indeed a blessing and, of course, a pleasure to work on such a project with so many amazing people. Mm-hmm. For instance, I got Donald Byrd, Roy Ayers, Lonnie Liston-Smith, Branford Marcellus, Ronnie Jordan, India Davenport, Courtney Pine, and M.C. Solar all in the house. M.C. Solar. Plus, I got Gary Barnacle, Colleen Anderson, D.C. Lee, Simon Law, and Zachary Crow doing much work. Jazz. So without further delay, I say to you, listen and enjoy. And check it out. I mean, that's... I love them. <laughs> check it out. Like, what sounds like this today? Nothing. Hmm? People don't take the time, you know. They, But I can understand, you know, the music industry is like, really gone to shit since the internet came out. Yes. I know the albums. I know them. Driving around with this kind of music is great. It actually relaxes you. And you can get some some serious thinking done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, you're just remembering that you had this kind of music? Great. No, not really. I don't just remember, but sometimes... Says, I mean... I don't, I don't get an opportunity to actually, because I'm always on the go, I don't get an opportunity to actually sit and, and listen to music. Yeah. So a lot of times what happens is I, uh, I'm on the go. I'll, by the time I get home, I just pop in a movie or something like that. Yeah, and but I'll you seem that. like you listen to more podcasts when you're on the road. Like, I do, I, but... I'm more of a music. I have music on in the background when I'm doing other stuff. Like It's just people have different habits, you know? Just... I never see you just have music on and like working, you know? It's but I, always like more. And I, well, I, I, I've stopped listening to as many podcasts for a couple different reasons. One is I, uh, let me turn this down because it sounds no. too good. You can't tap into this unless you know the roots won't shoot. Like life absolute for real. So now you got to know the deal for lounging. God, it's a good video too. 
So good, right? Oh, I don't want to turn it off. But the uh, yeah, I, I I try not to listen to podcasts at least when I know I'm going to do a podcast. Just so, depending on what it is, if it's like you know some NPR or something like that. I'll listen, but usually I try not to because I don't. I, I don't want to get to the point where someone else's style is influencing me. You know what I mean? Because I, I do. I love listening to a tremendous amount and studied them for a long time, especially. So I've, I started to, started to scale back um, the amount, and and I get more creative when I listen to music. You know what I mean? It puts me in a, a state of mind, just like any other artist. You know, you get influenced by something, a sound some theme or something sure. like that. So I've, I've started to listen to more, uh, more, more of some of my uh, favorites that are out there. Just because, and I talked about this at the top of the show, but I somehow skipped off of it. The evolution of the podcast, where, I'm, where I want to take it, I, I, I've come up with, uh, I finally narrowed down uh, the, uh, the next theme, the next, I guess, the next edition, the next style, the next... Uh, uh, phase of podcasting and i've talked i've jokingly talked about during the tom cruise podcast the tom cruise and krs podcast right mm-hmm. trying to trying to do that and it's you know we've we've joked around with it. And it i still love that idea but i've decided not to do tom cruise and krs just because krs krs one the mc you know what i mean arguably it, the top two best mcs ever you know what i mean i mean in my book in my top five you know, he's in the top two, no doubt. I know. You know what I mean? So we don't need to go down this road. But No. <laughs> and Tom Cruise, you know what I mean? I know. You know? Yeah. Uh, great affection. <laughs> but, you know, as I was explore, exploring this and thought about it over the past week plus, I was thinking uh, of how I want to approach that this specific podcast. And you're probably thinking, you know, why would I do another podcast? Because I got American Riddle. Well, I know American Riddle is going to evolve, but one of the things I want to do is is put something out there that isn't out there, that isn't the same. There's a lot of you can listen to a lot of people. You can listen to from Bill Burr to Joe Rogan to Adam Carolla to Mark Marin, who just interviewed you know Barack, President Barack Obama. Um, there's a lot of podcasts that you can get someone's opinion and their viewpoint uh, from their vantage point on how what makes the world go around, mm. but specifically. You know what I mean? Uh, there's not. There are certain podcasts that deal with just specifically one subject. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. When it's like when people ask, like, "What's your podcast about?" Yeah. You know, and it's like it's about a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not so specific. You know, but yeah. Um, well, each each one has its own theme, right? Like the one I just finished wrapped with Greg Gilmore was basically about filters that you put in your life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have filters that you strain friends through. And those themes come up as a podcast. I was telling Greg that a lot of times while we're having the conversation, my mind's thinking three or four different things. And I'm thinking of, you know, what I'm going to name and how I'm going to, you know, build this, you know, take take this big thing of clay and then mold it into a subject matter. And then mm-hmm. kind of, you know, because he, he even asked me, you know, because well, what are we going to talk? What are we going to what are we going to do? What do we what's the subject? I was like, just hold on for the ride. OK, <laughs> just you'll be OK. The thing about it is I He's trust so reassuring. Well, I trust him. Anyone that I put in on the mic, I trust them because I know they can keep up. I know that they had they possess a certain uh, we possess a certain chemistry that you're just not going to be a deer in headlights and not know what to say or how to say it. You know what I mean? Or or how to you know keep up? 
So you, Gilmore, and a host of other characters that have been on the show, friends, but you know, I like to call them characters. Uh, <laughs> They're actually people. Yeah, they can keep, and they can keep up. You know what I mean? We 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 improvise well. Uh, but the the evolution of the podcast itself to get back on that, you know, to have a specific subject where I can uh, be more focused on uh, a a, uh, a timeline or or a timeline of events, I think would be more beneficial for people who are thirsty for that specific subject. So in this case, it will be KRS one. It'll be KRS one. Period. Uh, well, let me let me retract that. Not KRS one. Period. Let me see if I can pull up pull up my notes. Blah, 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 blah. Here it notes. is. Yeah. Well, I got. I'm writing more now too. And I told you this before. I want to. I need to get a new computer, and, and but I can use pen to pad. You know, I don't really need a computer. I can go old school and just write stuff. Like I want to explore more scripts and stuff like that. Because I can type it for you if you want. <laughs> we're gonna do that, okay? <laughs> He's like, cool. <laughs> I won't. I won't tell you the name of the KRS One podcast, um, or at least the audience won't know it just yet. I'm, I'm holding back, but basically, it's going to be a podcast centered around the philosophy of the Blastmaster KRS-One. So each podcast will focus on my experience, my experience with Boogie Down Productions and KRS-One. In uh, most cases, uh, they will be paired with events from a timeline, both past, uh, present, and future uh, uh, surrounding uh, uh, hip-hop and current events and events that have happened in my lifetime. So it it would... it would be to give you like a sneak preview. The first episode will be based on the first time I saw the criminal-minded album cover, and what I, what what I took away from that, uh, from the, from just visual to the time that it penetrated you know my psyche, uh, and stories around that timeline, circa 1986 in Flint, Michigan. So you see where I'm going with it. Yeah. I'm not a historian. I'm not even a hip hop. As much as I talk about hip hop, I'm not. I always learn something new about hip hop yeah. on a daily basis. I'm no hip hop historian. Like I could sit here and talk to y'all. Oh, Karis One was born in blah 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 blah. Who wants to hear that? No, you we can know just that. Look that you, up on Wikipedia. Yeah, you got the news, and even Wikipedia is a little off. Of course, as far as their off. their timeline. Well, that's because you know people I mean? write it. Yeah, it's a it's a little off. Yeah, I, I can I challenge Wikipedia. But on you some, have the experience, so you can go back in your own history. And that's the and difference. That's the thing. Lived it. Yeah. So it's yeah. You know, it's a good perspective. And see, so. so and and it's good that you get that. And I, I I have faith that that the audience will get that as well. And you you'll pick up. Now the key, the, the one of the one of the big things about the podcast because I think you've talked about this in the past. You're like, oh, I'll let you do the Tom Cruise or the Karis One podcast because I won't have anything to add to it. Yeah. I beg to differ. <laughs> I, I, I've lived hip hop in a different way, but, but I have. <laughs> this one will be written. Uh, the episodes will be re- written and scripted, just because it's going to be a story. Okay. It'll be a story that came from different times of of, the, of my life, uh, and those that companion, a la Boogie Down Productions and KRS One, you know, during that timeline. So it's. When when it's written, it's going to be told from different. Uh, I, I guess you could say uh, a different with someone who tells a story, storytellers, narrator? narrators, and narration. Mm. 
just parts of it. So I, I what I want to have is someone like yourself or Greg Gilmore or it could be anyone. Anyone that wants to be part of the overall production may have certain verses. You know what I mean? Certain lines within that body of work. Okay. It, it is going to be pretty creative. It's going to be. It's going to be. I'm not. I'm not surprised. It's going to be sharp. It's actually, be it took me creative. weeks to think of this, and then last week I, I thought about it for about six and a half days. Jesus. Yeah, straight, straight. Just my mind just focused on it. So I. That's when I started digging and listening to older music, and and you know, you know, why am I going to why why am I going to watch? I did watch the BET Awards, but why am I going to fill myself with? Stuff that uh, all is, it has some substance, but to me personally, a lot of the stuff today lacks something. There's something missing. There's some ingredients. You know what I mean? Some of it has a little soul, but it's not talking to me. Therefore, if it doesn't talk to me, I'm not going to completely dismiss today's music. I'm not going to do that because there there are people, there are masses of people that that do identify with it. And we've talked about this, but there are, are, um, there's so much other stuff out there that I do identify with like guru, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, KRS one and, uh, I red man. I, I, I loaded, God, man. Just uh, Redman or Redman and Method Man? Both. And I got uh, X-Clan. Oh, mm. my God. Greg Gilmore actually read, uh, we did a funny bit yesterday, which is going to turn into a nice bit on this show. He read uh, uh, excerpts of uh, X-Clan. On the- With his voice and his, wow. So good. So, so good. I wonder if I could pull that up. Ah, it was so classic. Let's see. Maybe I can pull it up if I remember where it was at. There's a documentary that I want to recommend today, too. Hey, what would you say? I think that's what that little icon means. No, it clear, seriously, it cleared it up because I was panicking. I was like, oh, you know, it's if I'm weird hearing my own cars, voice. Like, is it? I'm going to get a not- <laughs> notification saying, oh, you've exceeded your data for yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this I think period the, or I think something. The I hate the little when that icon. I think I, uh, Let me see if I can it. find it. No, it works. Yep. yep. Yeah, because I just updated it, and, but the, the 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 technology is uh, they're known sound for different. The cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's definitely you know. Well, yeah, I, I could understand you know things Some like the- verbal milk uh, and those kind of things are labels and funking lessons. Uh, <laughs> so we have a few uh, a few tags here that are, what are else intriguing, huh? Are, what else? Uh, it's uh, the ways of the scales, verbs of power. Uh, that's intriguing. Uh, <laughs> head of the word of the brother. Okay, this is a three... Three minute and thirty nine. Uh, okay, so well, I'll look into that. Uh, maybe you can share that with me uh, a little bit later on, Malcolm. It's you. He's funny. He, it's it's so great. His I tone mean. is so great. Because <laughs> you don't know where it's going to go. No. So yeah, that's a that's something that just came up on the fly right there on the show. And and I'm you know after after we wrapped, I was like you know, I think we can explore this where we can uh, have you review you know certain <laughs> songs. Within the hip hop community, as long as it's not disrespectful. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to put anyone in an uncomfortable, you know, position uh, intentionally. Uh, but no, no. I mean, just no, you know, I meant disrespectful pu- to hip hop. No, not at all. That's what no. I meant. No, no. He can handle it. You know, I mean, I might, I might, I might have him read some too short or something like that. I but, wish I was a little bit. But imagine him just reading the taller. lyrics of Public Enemy or something. You know what I mean? Great. 
Yeah, I think it would be, be great. Not only funny, but still, you it, it'd give you a different perspective. This is true. You know what I mean? So different yeah, tone. We, but yeah, with the uh, with the with the KRS podcast, it's you know, I, yeah, I joked around. I said, yeah, it would be fun and unique to have Tom Cruise, and 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 I thought about it for about, about three three days. Yeah, about three days. I I sat and, and tossed and turned over it, and uh, eventually I said. What I was going to do was do a timeline of Tom Cruise and how his films uh, impacted me and paralleled the same impact of a KRS song, which was fascinating to me. I mean, I was hook, line, and sinker. And then, you know, I just started going back and forth and back and forth, and I was looking, and I was just like, you know, I I just think what's... Today's events and how they parallel uh, uh, the past and s- this, the strong subject matter, whether it's political, whether it's family, whether, it, whether it's uh, entertainment, unity, whatever. I think KRS and hip-hop deserves a show on their own. And, and I think Tom Cruise would as well. And maybe I can, you know, do an episode on Tom Cruise. And these won't be daily episodes or, we, you know, maybe it would be once a month or, or, or bi-weekly or something that, that I'd be able to, uh, you know, uh, produce this podcast. Uh, so, you know, it won't be as much pressure and I could take my time, do the research, uh, you know, make sure I have my whatever facts I have in my head. Because it's going to be based off my memory and, yeah. and, and, and that, again, that timeline. It's a lot of work. It is, but some of the stuff, you know... Some of the some of the like stories are are similar stories we ha- we've shared on the Flintstone Paradise mm-hmm. um, I figured. Uh, bits. Yeah. And so you know a lot of it's it's you know pretty fresh in my head and uh, very entertaining to me because you remember everything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the the I've got some stuff. I have some stuff for you uh, for the listeners. Uh, you know whether you're a fan of of KRS or not doesn't have anything, won't even have anything to do with it so much. I will play. I will play, you know, um, different um, Karis one songs within the body of work. You know, like a radio station. Uh, Because you can. Yes, because Karis has openly given permission to use his entire catalog for sampling or educational purposes with no repercussions. Uh, So he said. Uh, I mean, there's video. Yeah, there's. There's plenty of video online with him saying use it, so okay. you know. But yeah, no, it I took me took me a while. It took me it took me a good good hot minute to uh, yeah, it seems to like figure out which put way. A lot of thought into it. A lot. Yeah. Little, yeah. A lot. But what I did was, like I said, I I cut back the amount of podcasts that I have been listening to, and I had to submerge myself almost into a, a just you know just like anyone else who creates something, whether you're an artist. Or you play guitar or, or anything where you just isolate yourself and just practice. So I would just sit and think. Usually when, when I have time to sit and think, I'm in traffic for like two hours. So I would just put the, put the buds in and, and uh, put uh, uh, Boogie Down Productions on or, or whatever uh, you know, music that I find inspiring. And then I would just take, I would t- I would, I would transport myself to a specific time. That's awesome. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool, I think. I think when it's all said and done, so uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So that being said, people, 
that's what uh, that's that's why I took off. Uh, I, I couldn't really. Well, I didn't make time to do a podcast a week before, and and I may you know I may have to skip one or two in the coming weeks as well. We'll see because right now with the hustle and the summer months, where when I mean by that is in the line of business in the wine business, you're basically on the hustle because no one's buying anything. People always say, "Oh my God." This must be the peak season for you because everybody's off and school's out. No. Mm-hmm. Everyone leaves and goes to the beach and drinks beer. Yeah. So to try to sell wine is a, uh, it's a, it's a tough. That's a challenge. It that's is sure. a tough gig, that's for sure. And even the, uh, the people that own the wine shops go on vacation. And then uh, leaves Miriam Tazi to run it. And huh. That's why she's got to work so many weekends and all that. So we've got to get Miriam Tazi a wine shop. That'll be nice. Give myself a day off. You know they got the online, uh, the online uh, web licensing too. Like we'll, you, we'll you, talk about this off the air. <laughs> no, but that, it's a it's it's a good good idea to, to, because you can get a license. One could get a license. How's that? Okay, one could get a license. Someone <laughs> listening could get a license. A person, yeah, could get a license. And if they, you have X amount of influence with people in a community wine or whatever or you just have a lot of friends and resources on social media and you could get an online business license abc license to sell wine and if you have relationships with a distributor you just know how to pick wine you know what i mean it's not hard for you to sell you know 12 cases 20 cases or 30 or 40 cases it really it's not far-fetched i was i was on the abc website yesterday looking at they changed it all up. Did you see? Yeah, that? it looks so completely weird. different. Yeah, it's, I don't really it's, know how to navigate it now. But before it looked, it. it looked very like a government website. Now it looks like uh, I don't know. It's softer. It's got a very cl- almost where they tried to make it clean or something. Mm-hmm. More more of a modern feel, but it doesn't look like a government. You know how you go to like a my son? I go to his middle school website, and it's like Jesus, it's a lot of information. It's all no. these tabs, and the colors look like a government. And, <laughs> Like Jesus, man! It's like when you go to a school. You know that school smell. They all smell the same. I hate it. I don't Hospitals like. It. Or- I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I'll tell you a couple things that I don't like. Good way to segue now into this. What do you? You mean? were talking about. Well, you, you had something that you did like. You brought up a, a documentary. Yeah. And since we, let's 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 segue into film. Okay. Well, I, I saw I saw a couple films that I didn't like. So, do you want to start with the stuff uh, I didn't like, or do you want to start with? The, let's start with the good. Because I mean, this is I loved let's, I loved ooh, ooh this documentary. So I don't know if it's actually just on temporarily on Netflix right now, but it should still be on Netflix. It? But oh. it's called What Happened, Miss Simone. So oh, it's yeah. about Nina Simone, and it gives you a real perspective. It puts context to her music. So I don't know how many people who listen or are into her or whatever, but I, I mean, she was a revolutionary. I mean, she was, and she's lived a tough life. But um, I was talking about this with Anique, who's been on the podcast as well. And she, she was basically saying how, you know, if you're a revolutionary, you cannot take the revolutionary out of a person. You know what I mean? Like her husband tried to do that, all this stuff. And it's just, she could like, she needed to, for it to come out. And it also gives you a perspective a little bit on bipolar, bipolarism and things like that, who I don't know that if that many people knew that she was bipolar. I didn't know that. 
Right. So it's really touching. Um, it's very, very powerful. It's beautifully done. The music is incredible. You definitely want, and it has like actual footage from back in the day. Um, she's amazing. And uh, it was very well made, and I highly, highly recommend it. It was excellent. Let's, let's see. I've never seen a trailer, but let's, uh, let's cue it up and see what happens. I think the only way to tell you who I am these days is to sing a song. We'll start from the beginning. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. My mother was one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. When she was performing, she was an anomaly. She was brilliant. She was loved. And I'm feeling good. One and only Nina Simone. Her voice was totally different from anybody else. You know how I feel. Let me listen to it again. How is she doing this? She was one of those musicians. You hear them once. Next time you hear me, you say, oh, that's that same one I heard last week. People think that when she went out on stage, she became Nina Simone. My mother was Nina Simone 24-7. And that's where it became a problem. Everything fell apart. She was a revolutionary. She found a purpose for the stage. I choose to reflect the times and the situations in which I find myself. How can you be an artist and not reflect the times? Don't you know no one alive? There was something eating at her. When the show ended, she was alone, full of anger and rage. I have to live with Nina. And that is so difficult. Nina was fighting demons. She could get violent. Hey, girl, sit down. The change in her would be dramatic. Mm, like a switch. Sit down. As fragile as she was strong, as vulnerable as she was dynamic, most people are afraid to be as honest as she lived. I've had a couple of times on stage when I really felt free. The high priestess of Nina Simone. She was a genius. She was brilliant. But she paid a huge price. Gives me shivers. Yeah. That was so good. Yeah, no, I, I saw this making its way around uh, social media. Um, how did I do that? My dock went over there. Mm. You have a lot on your dock. I do have a lot on my dock. <laughs> my dock is full. <laughs> I didn't mean that to come out the way it did. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, I don't even know how that happened. I don't understand technology sometimes. There are little things that happen. I have no idea how they happen, but they just do. But this film looks very good. Like I said, I saw, I saw it making its way around social media, a lot of posts. Really? And, yeah. Oh, see I, well, I pick up stuff like tw- the Twitter. Twitters, the Twitter. Tw- Twitter sphere. That's mm. what I was trying to. You need some water there? Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, the Twittersphere. <laughs> oh. I saw it. I think that's the main one where I get flooded with cool information. Because mm. I quit. Uh, I mean, I, I do. I, I post stuff on, on Facebook. But the 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 feeds on Facebook, it's, uh, yeah, it's a little bizarre. Because a lot of people's personalities, they I, you know, they're just talking out of their neck. Yep. A lot of the stuff, and and uh, you know, if you have 
I guess you go through different phases in social media as a user where, you know, for a while you might post selfies or pictures of food or family stuff, or maybe you keep doing all of it, but whatever it is, you know, the, I, I like seeing what like people who might live in, like my brothers, my brother lives in a different state and I have friends that live out in Las Vegas and friends that live in Michigan and Atlanta. And I like to see what they're doing, their children are doing, but then, you know, you might have like, you know, a lot of crap too. 200 or 300 or something like that. People that, you know, post a lot of weird stuff. You know, it could be not really weird, but it's just, you know, maybe it's their political views. Maybe the they're unhappy about this, that, or the other. And so you have to kind of filter through what you want to see and what you don't. Twitter, Twitter, the same stuff does exist, but it's it's a little different. Um, it's 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 you, you, I don't have to read like three paragraphs of bullshit because you're limited to X amount of characters. So usually I see a link here and there. So in that course, I saw a lot of links, not a lot, but a good handful of them about this uh, this right. film. And uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't even watched too much stuff on uh, on Netflix uh, over the past week, two weeks. But the, I saw this one. And I was curious about it. So it was really good, huh? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. The whole thing, start to finish? Yeah. Yeah, very powerful. Thumbs up? Well, multiple thumbs up. Multiple thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good... Probably better than the ones that I, that I saw. I saw... Sounds like you watched crap. Well... Because you were like, do we start with the good stuff or the bad stuff? Not that, it's, not that everything is, is, is god-awful, but it's a sign of the times. So much like how this the Nina Simone documentary started out where it said she was just, just so different. She sounded so different different than everyone else mm-hmm. we are in an era we've been in this era where everything isn't different it sounds the same it sounds the same things look the same it's pretty much a, a, a carbon copy or a blueprint of uh of what has already come before yep and so one of the things that in and i'm speaking on in hollywood one of the things that hollywood has done they've uh they've managed to uh you know, find a, they have a formula. It's it's basic math. So, and, and nostalgia plays a big part of that equation. Mm-hmm. So, when I go see a movie like Jurassic World that just came out, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've already done the numbers and ran the figures to say this many people watched Jurassic Park, this many people watched the second, the third, and so on. Right? Yep. This is how old they were then. This is how the old they were, the second and third, and now X amount of years later, we're going to get... Yeah, I feel a, like it's more stats than Yeah, yeah. Else. If we put it in this many theaters yeah. and we get this percentage of turnout, this is our projection. So this is how they come up with these projections and stuff. And with the movie like Jurassic Park or Jurassic World that came out and they're like, oh, it's the best thing and it's the number one movie of all... Well, of course it's the number one movie. You put it in every theater. So if somebody want, gets off and gets off work or if they uh, go into a movie theater uh, and they can't catch the 7 o'clock of uh, I, I Machina... They can watch the... They can watch the 7.15, 7 the, 7, the 7.30, the 7.45, the 8 o'clock, the 8.05, the 8.30 of... Jurassic World. It's just flooded. So of course it's going to work out. The bets, I mean it's 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 rigged. Yeah. Uh it is. It's much like the news that you get. The, all the news that you get, it's filtered information. It's 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 specifically designed, custom tailored to the agenda of the people that own that company. Yep. Right? So you're getting you turn the story, you're going to get the Caitlyn Caitlyn Jenner stories. 
You know, you're going to get a, an overwhelming, I talked about this in the last podcast, an overwhelming amount of stories about uh, uh, same-sex marriage. But you're not going to get, and all that's fine and dandy. We about that last night. But you're not going to get the stuff about, you know, the 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 the, the, the Unapproved FDA foods that are going into the into the system right now. The the massive amounts of of tainted genetically designed foods that everyone's eating. You know why? Because those same companies are buying commercial time on all those news stations. So you can't say anything against them, right? It's all and connected. You're not talking about the water supply, the overpopulation of people. <clears throat> you're not talking about um, uh, the, 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 the hundreds of people that are killed within the inner city. The politicians are not going to talk about this. They'll talk about immigration. They'll talk about the same subjects, subject lines that, you know, get them uh, get them elected to office. Yeah. But they're not going to go into those those areas where, you know, it could be seen as uh, troubled waters by their advisors. Uh, you know, it, it is. And you see that in the entertainment business as well. I mean, it's they're making uh, all these different uh, uh, films that are safe bets. You know what I mean? They're loud. They're explosive. They've got the CGI. So, yeah. I saw also, ju- summertime, I feel like that comes out more. It does. And that's expected. That's mm-hmm. true. But you can still, like, Ex, Ex Machina is still in theaters. It's been in theaters. We've been talking about this almost every podcast mm-hmm. for about, I don't know how many episodes. At least a month. It's come up. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you everybody's going to go see. And, and granted, I'll go see Jurassic World. I did. You know what I mean? I'm going to see see anything and everything that comes out just as a fan of the process. Uh, but uh, believe me, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm watching it close. The, uh, Jurassic world was just a, uh, I wasn't even going to talk about Jurassic world, but Jurassic world was, was a, uh, it was a roller coaster ride. It's an overinflated B movie as with most of them. And the one I was going to talk about, which is Terminator Genesis, they're overinflated B movies. Jurassic world is no different than shark NATO, except it has a Jurassic world theme song in it. And it's called Jurassic. So it's just based on, you know, your nostalgia from that. And that's going to get you in at the box office to buy a ticket, to get a seat, to buy the popcorn, to buy the concessions and get your money. It's just, you know, and it works. It does work. It got me in there. I think I smuggled food in, but (laughs) That's just me, you know, man. I gotta, I gotta get, keep my hustle on at all times. The, uh, the the movie that I wanted to talk about was the Terminator Genesis. Now, this this stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, it's it's a uh, you know, what do you want me to say about this movie? It's crap. Here I'm it sure. Is. This is a continuation of uh, the Terminator story about uh, a. Uh, you know, a computer company, uh, Skynet, that, you know, goes offline and the robots or the, uh, I guess you can call them artificial intelligence, takes over the world, decides to exterminate all human life. We had T1. I don't have to give you a history of it. We know T1 and T2, James Cameron, epic films, right? Yep. So this one, this is a, a reimagining or a continuation of the of this story. Uh, about John Connor, and it's you know it it just falls flat. The first, I'm not gonna lie, the first ten minutes, I I was beside myself actually. I was like, wow, this this is a this this could go somewhere. This could, could this you be got your hopes up? No, I no I I didn't expect anything going into it. I really didn't expect anything. But I just wanted to see it with my own two eyes. I just wanted to see it, and and uh, and then the people were talking about, oh, Arnold's too old. Arnold did a great job. 
he did a great job. He looked great. Uh, he, he, there was a scene where he even explained the process, how as a Terminator, your, your, your skeleton, you know, his, his robotic skeleton, cyborg skeleton, robotic Mm. cyborg skeleton is a nerd, huh? Is, uh, (laughs) he's got to get the right robot. (laughs) It's exhausting, man. God damn. His cyborg skeleton is covered with you know genetic human flesh mm-hmm. so it ages mm. so that's that was the reason why it made sense i'm good with that move on that was right? the explanation moved on why arnold is old oh, yeah so <laughs> <laughs> hook line i bought that makes sense it's human flesh of course it's gonna yeah, age it's completely why wouldn't sensical. it mm-hmm. yeah no no i got no problem with that that okay so where did it great. fall apart Get get that sip of water in before you uh, explode. Well, the the acting was horrible. Oh. The cast was horrible. I mean, it was you know it was all, it was just all the the overall direction and 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 the uh, performances. You know, it's I've said it time and time again. This is some shit that we've never seen, right? As, what do you mean? Well, when you're in a film like this, you have to think. No one's ever seen a Terminator. So if you ever if you're an actor and you see one. You're going to freak out. When you freak out, things happen in your body. I've said it before. No sweat. No sweat. They're just dry. There's no real panic in people's eyes. They, they look and they're, you know, as if they're looking at a hot air balloon. Because they want to look good as they're looking panicked. Their hair, you know, that, even 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 when they're in that's the acting. even when they're in the future and stuff and they're at war, everyone has really nice haircuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're clean, manicured, makeup's good. It just it takes me Personally, it takes me out of the movie. Now, yeah, you could say ah, I'm looking at it with a you know too close of an eye. But if you look at Terminator One and Terminator Two, those details, the you know directors like James Cameron uh, uh, pays attention to those mm-hmm. details. I mean, they, they, they make that film, that body of work. Uh, this one just it. The first ten minutes were great because they they did a uh, kind of an homage to uh, Terminator One, and they had a, a CGI image of a young Arnold. And yeah, re- I saw that in the commercial. It did. It looked cool. I was worried, but it was weird. It actually looked. It was weird, but it. You, I was involved with the film. I was committed, and it worked because they didn't spend too much time on it. They kept it going, up until they spent too much time on the characters who they didn't know how to act the part. Mm. You know what I mean? They didn't know, and the script was weak. And you know, when they spent the next after the first ten minutes, they spent the next thirty-five minutes on that it was just dry and dull and it just wasn't going anywhere and they were mm. trying to talk time travel and comparing time travel to microwave ovens so you can't wear clothes or bring guns but you can bring a terminator who has a cyborg skeleton that doesn't make any sense no and they spent a lot of time on telling you why you couldn't carry a gun through the time travel machine device and it just didn't didn't it didn't hold up they shouldn't have spent that much time on it just said no you can't wear no clothes you have to go naked I would have been fine with that. Okay, you got to be nude. You know what I mean? It, it's cool, you know. But it, it, it again, it, it it just goes to show you that uh, some things you just don't need to to reboot or reimagine. And uh, this was a vehicle for Arnold. I mean, he's seventy years old, but he he looked great and he was very good in it. Um, but just it was it was. Uh, you know, it was just a weak story. It was just a, a very weak story, and it just didn't hold up. So don't waste your money. Uh, you know, 
if you can go to a matinee, go you you know why not? I mean it's just, it's just a roll. It's just very loud, but but you know if you if you have on Blu-ray or, or you have it on streaming T1 and T2, even T3, Rise of the Machines with uh, Nick Stahl and Claire Danes, um, you've got those. Just stick to those. I mean, go watch those again. You know, I mean T1 and T2 is all you really need when it comes down to it. Uh, then I saw I saw a movie. Uh, called uh, uh, what was it called? Um, Paradise Lost. What's that? Escobar. Oh. Oh, good. Benicio <laughs> del Toro. I like him. Man, this guy. This guy is an amazing actor. This is true. I mean, to he could just you could just put the camera on him and just look at him. His face, you know, every every wrinkle, every you know, every every hair, you know, anything that's on him, it's 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 got a story. You know what I mean? And with this movie, the filmmaker and producers missed a a big opportunity. What do you mean? Well, again, this go this falls into that category of the bad. Like it, it's it's it, it is a. It's a good thriller. Okay. Okay, suspense thriller. Okay. But it's based on a real person. Not only that, it's based on someone who is I guess you could say quote unquote is big as bigger than life, you know what I mean? Far as far as the way he's portrayed in the media, mm. in the news, in politics, you know what I mean? In amongst other criminals. Mm. Some don't even look at him as a criminal. Um, depending on which side of the fence you're on, I guess, uh, so to speak. Uh, but uh, uh, um, Pablo Escobar um, doesn't need a movie made out of him with a fictionalized love story. It would, it would. This movie here. Let me just pull it out for a second. So it's not. It's not real. It's not true. Like I don't know. No, it's it's a it's a movie. Um, here it is, Paradise Lost. Using a real person, but in yeah, a yeah. Fiction. So it's 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 here's here's the the plot. When a young surfer begins a relationship with the niece of a drug kingpin uh, of drug kingpin Pablo Escobar, he finds his life on the line after being pulled into the dangerous world of the Escobar family business. Huh. So basically, they injected a uh, you know kind of a fictionalized love story of someone who's dating his niece, right? And is centered around Pablo Escobar, so it would yeah. Basically, what you have is go back to the '80s and you have Scarface, right? The movie Scarface mm-hmm. with Al Pacino, mm-hmm. okay, one of the greatest actors ever, right? And and you've everyone's seen Scarface, mm-hmm. you know Scarface. Mm-hmm. But what if you went back in time and said, you know what, I'm going to fix this and I'll put a love story in it with Scarface? Imagine the missed opportunity. <laughs> this movie could have been Scarface, like this movie. There are scenes in this movie that are, are bone chilling mm. with with uh, Escobar with Benicio del Toro. That's mm-hmm. just frightening. The way he would just look at you, or the way he delivered a line. I mean, just just chilling, right? But then it would cut away, and it's like a, a little love story about a surfer from Canada. <laughs> a right? surfer in Canada? From Canada. <laughs> I mean, how does that work? <laughs> are there places to surf in Canada that I don't, I don't know, know about? Maybe. I don't know. Not not on the side that I was on. I don't know, man. There's a lot of lakes, but I don't know about waves. 
all I'm saying is they're from Canada. They leave to find paradise in Colombia in the late 80s and the 90s, right? And I'm thinking, well, I knew about Pablo Escobar in that time. Like, you don't just, just roll up into Colombia <laughs> to go surfing. I mean, you can go, I can see you go to Australia. You know what I mean? If you want to, you know, you got the Mako sharks and all that stuff to deal with. But the waves, I mean, I could see you going there. I could see you going to all these other places where California, there's all these different places that you could go. But, you know, when you're going to Colombia, you know what I mean? In in the early 90s, I mean, that's the peak of, of the cartel wars and everything that was going on. I mean, you have to be living under a rock. I guess they must be thinking Canada is under a rock that the Canadians don't know better. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't spend too much time in it. It just didn't make sense to me just because uh, the, the, the Escobar um, story itself. Did this I, hit the theaters? or It's in one theater. So uh. I, had to, I had to travel about an hour and a half. Uh, it's in Bethesda in Maryland. So it was, yeah, it was, it was a commitment. did all that? Yeah, it was a commitment. Yeah, it was a commitment. I went to an early morning show, and there was no traffic or anything, so the wind was at my back. I went to the uh, the Arc Light in Bethesda. beautiful, beautiful theater. Yeah, it was nice. They got they have they have greeters that um, that are there in the front with iPads and walkies, and they're all geared up, and they greet you, and they can you know put the tickets out and they've got kiosks where you could type into the machine and get your tickets. They have this wall, this, this wall full of, uh, uh, posters. Let's see if I can pull it up. Uh, but just an amazing, amazing theater. I mean, it's crazy how much money they put into this place. Uh, they, they get this wall that's full of uh, movie posters. They had a Revenge of the Jedi poster, which I was questioning the kid with the iPad to see if it was real or was it a, a fake one because I mean, they didn't make, they only made a handful of those. It's Revenge, not Return of the Jedi, Revenge. So I found that fascinating. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's just, yeah, it's only, it's playing in select theaters. It, it stands okay on its own by itself. But, I mean, when you have someone like Benicio Del Toro, you want to make sure. Yeah. Like, if I if I was... Granted, you don't know because when you He should have made sure. Yeah. He shouldn't have done like it he, then. I mean, the the first half... The, the, the first part of it, I was just like, eh, okay, I'll, I'll try to buy this. And, you know, the halfway point to the end, it was definitely a full-blown thriller. Like, kind of a hunt. You know, predator and prey type, type deal. Uh, and it, it, it worked as that if you took your mind out of the... History Real, the, yes, yeah. yeah. If you took history and, and what you know about Pablo Escobar, if you took all that stuff out, they they integrated it well. But it's again, it's it's a it's it's missed opportunity mm. with uh, someone like. someone as great as uh, um, Benicio del Toro. I mean, think about what Benicio del Toro has given us. I mean, I got this clip right here. You should watch this. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> I don't have that clip, but this clip right here. He plays a uh, a lawyer in uh, I mean who can forget this in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is that is that what it's mm-hmm. called that's what it's called right I'm tripping right now people with Johnny Perhaps Depp this is the call you've been waiting for all this time sir so he plays uh, Johnny Depp's advisor yeah. mm. Mm, really yeah why not yeah oh yeah it was headquarters. You want me to 
Hmm. Want me to go to Las Vegas at once? Make contact with the Portuguese photographer on the Serta. He'll have all the details. All I have to do, check into my soundproof suite. They'll seek me out. What do you think? Sounds like real trouble. You're gonna need plenty of legal advice before this thing is over. Oh yeah. As your attorney, I advise you to rent a very fast car with no top. Yeah. And you'll need the cocaine. Tape recorder for special music. I got pulled go shirts. Get the hell out of LA for at least 48 hours. Blows my weekend. Because naturally, I'm gonna have to go with you. And we're gonna have to arm ourselves to the teeth. Well, why not? I mean, if things worth doing. Sounds not great. And he's got a shot of his stomach. Good. Yeah, and he, he just goes through as your attorney. What kind of story is this? It's a min 400. It's the richest off-road race for motorcycles and dune buggies in the history of organized sport. It's a fantastic spectacle in honor of some fat back row zero. Well, as your attorney, I advise you to buy a motorcycle. How else can you cover a thing like this, righteous? Well, we're gonna have to draw it up on our own. I love this show, this movie, because the whole time Benicio del Toro plays his attorney, and he just advises him as your attorney. I advise you to take the cocaine and get some Acapulco shirts. We're gonna have to arm ourselves. The whole film. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, and you mentioned, uh, what did you mention? The Usual Suspects. Uh, yeah, I mean, are you kidding me, man? Well, I mean, seriously, this scene right here? Youth. All right, you all know the drill. When your number is called, step forward and repeat the phrase you've been given. Understand? He is young. Number one, step forward. Hand me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. Number two, step forward. <laughs> Give me the fucking keys, you fucking cocksucker, motherfucker! Knock it off, get back. <laughs> Number three, step forward. Benicio. Hand <laughs> me the keys, you cocksucker. In English, please. <laughs> Excuse me. In English. I mean, fucking keys. You cocksucker. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Is that not good? Look, they're cracking up. You know that's got to be real, right? <laughs> they're like, what the fuck? yeah, they're, they're beside themselves. I mean, seriously, you take a guy like that and just a little bit. But he in the movie, he it's very satisfying. I mean, he wasn't in that much of the usual suspects and it was just you just knew when you saw this guy back then i mean usual suspects was what 97 yeah or something like that maybe Maybe. yeah i don't remember i don't know but yeah no 90 what was usual suspects even earlier maybe 95 so 95 i mean my point is they should have used him and use that opportunity to actually spend more time, uh, you know, with him in that body of work. It, you know, if you get a chance and see it, it, by the time it's in any, I doubt it'll be like sat, you know, all over the place, like in like the Jurassic World. But it'll probably be streaming soon. It's worth a watch just for his performance alone. But mm. everything's just okay now. You know what I mean? There are no Nina. I mean, if you do have a Nina Simone, 
You know what I mean? Something that's so different and so grand. Some producer fucks it up. You know what I mean? Or it's too, or they're too scared to actually put it out there. I think that's what it is more. You know what I mean? I think that's what it is. It's that people are more afraid of taking a risk yeah. and being different. They should have just put that one out there. That was your Nina Sapone. That was your that that's your raw. That's your real. That means it's Scarface. When Scarface came out in the early eighties, it was not well received by the critics. That's right. It actually bombed. You know what I mean? And the eighties were the eighties. They weren't ready for Scarface when it came out. You know what I mean? It wasn't that type of filmmaking was just so raw. I mean, there was a lot of films that that that, that uh, Pacino did, like Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day Afternoon. No one was ready. They weren't ready for a Dog Day Afternoon ten years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that that hit the subject on transgender. In the well, I don't even know when the dog. I saw a Dog Day Afternoon in the theater. Wait, <laughs> what you? I am old. What the fuck, man? But I was trying to make a point, not make a joke. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, day. And it fucked my mind up, too. I yeah. Could, couldn't wrap my head up. You know what I was reading about? Like, mm, 1975. First... <laughs> Oof. Yeah. I was a child. I was looking. My dad, you know, who knew? Really? Your dad took you to see that when you were what? Like Who knew? Like, who really? knew? But there was no kid. There was no Pixar. There was no shit like yeah, that around. Still, like, that's ever, not really the movie to take a child to. But they Did didn't you even, understand it. They no. Yeah, I, I, was, I was. I just told you, I fucked my head up. I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ, what is this? <laughs> you know, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I couldn't make heads or tails. So when you watched it again, like later, because I'm sure you've seen it more than yeah. Once. I saw it yesterday. Still fucked my head up. Couldn't make heads <laughs> or tails. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay, you know. What do you want me to do, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, be honest. In closing, though, I started watching a film uh, recently. Started, and I'm going to have to finish it. Uh, it's a film that uh, came out in 97. Now, this is one I want to plug. and I want about you- the 90s today? I like the 90s. The music, the movies. Interesting. Yeah, yeah the 90s are back, back people. <laughs> That's right. We're taking you back like Marty McFly. The, uh, the movie U-Turn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I started watching that. Uh, U-Turn is directed by Oliver Stone, and it follows uh, Sean Penn. And it says he's a young uh, punk. I like (laughs) the words that they use. A young punk drifter heading to Vegas to pay off his gambling debt before the Russian mafia kills him. He's forced to stop in Arizona, uh, in an Arizona town where everything that can go wrong does go wrong. Mm, mm, mm. You've seen it, right? With uh, Sean Penn, yeah. uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez, very uh, new Jennifer Lopez to the scene. Um, it's a long yeah, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton, yeah, John Voight, Powers Booth, Nick Nolte. I mean, you've got you've got everyone in this, and uh, just a fantastic, fantastic film. You can find it on streaming. I don't think it's on Netflix. But it is on iTunes, so you can download it. Various other uh, places, you could probably uh, lift it. You can't it. rent it from Blockbuster anymore. No, you can't rent it from Earl's. Earl's. Earl's, yeah. Earl's. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. I'm gonna... <laughs> Earl's, I'm sorry. I don't think I said it right then. I th- we called it Earl's. Like growing up. It is Earl's. Is it? Yeah, because it's E R O L S, not E A R. Yeah. Okay. Look, let me just get to the clip, Miriam Tazi. Jeez. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day. All he wanted 
was to get from here to there. When he discovered you can't get there. Oh no, not from here. Hey! Just take a look at the radiator hose. I think it's bust. Well, it's your radiator hose. It's busted. <laughs> In the town of Superior, Arizona. Dog looks sick. That's because he's dead. Huh? Things ain't always what they seem. They have a special name. Toby and Tucker call me TNT. Joaquin Phoenix. You ain't planning on staying around here, are you? I'm here. I made y'all hot and sweaty. Who are just passing through. Christ! Who the hell are you? I'm her husband. It's roadkill. <laughs> oh, hey, bud. What happened to my car? I don't know, but it's the reason that I'm living here and you're just passing through. You're not still upset over that little love tap, are you? Can't live with him, can't live without him. Can't live with him, can't shoot him. Would you? Uh, would I what? Would you kill her? There's money. Please do it for me, Bobby. This car ain't going nowhere till I get money. Is everybody in this town on drugs? It's Claire Danes, right? I think it was. I have to get out of here. It's a very dramatic trailer. Yes. Oh my gosh, she's so young. Is everybody crazy in this crazy town? Jennifer Youth. Lopez. Yeah. I won't break. Nick Nolte. Madam's got no ethics. This is Freeman. Powers Booth. Kind of peculiar how things happen. Claire Danes. I'm gonna be 18 two years. Joaquin Phoenix. I'm just like Dynamite Boy, and when I go off, somebody gets hurt. Fine. And Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> you think bad, then bad's what you get. An Oliver Stone movie. 40,000 people die every day. How come you're not one of them? <laughs> U turn. How come Patsy Klein don't put out no more new records? Because she's dead. Don't that make you sad? I've had time to get over it. Very intense trailer, huh? Yeah. The music, everything is so. Whew, gives me all. Hot. Yeah, man, it's crazy. And it's, but it's just all star cast, right? Hmm? Yeah. I mean, I all star. how many people were in that. The whole shebang. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, everyone's in that. So I started watching that the other night, but I had to turn it off because I, I had to, you know, I had to hit the hay. You know what I mean? I had to catch some Z's. I had to Sleep. count some sheep. Yeah. Sleep. Yeah. Get some slept. Ah. Then I'm gonna watch it. I think I'm gonna try to watch it at some point in the next day or two. Uh, to you know, sometimes you got to dip back into the archives. Apparently you know what I mean? So. And sometimes you got to dip back into the archives of the '90s. Mm-hmm. A lot of good shit came out in the '90s. I'm okay with that. Fuck. I'm a '90s kid. I mean, some serious stuff. Like, like the 80s built well, I'm gla- it. Yeah, so you know you're very I mean? 80s, so I'm glad you're finally jumping into the 90s. I, mean, I was hating on the 90s for a yes, long time. I don't I know. even know why. I, mean, I was bitter, I guess. I don't know. Oh. know like old man-itis or something, you know? Who knows why? But mm. the 90s was... There's a lot that happened. That I'm, I'm, I'm starting to notice it now just because of what's being produced now. And it's just like, because mm. it's all yeah, and it's just a, you know everything is just we have something to compare. But there's to. there's a from music to entertainment to just a, just a lot of rich culture uh, that came it was that was produced, time. huh? It wasn't a bad time. Oh, some of it was pretty good. Now yeah. time sucks. <laughs> Things suck now. No, there's Things a there's a overwhelming well, because this is a this is a m- mad world. Yeah, well, this no, world is fucked. no, but this is more of an experimental. 
uh, era yeah. from you know the two thousands on. I mean, you got you got everything from. We're you lost. Know. Well, yeah, you, you have you have the tech. You know, the, the, this is the the era of technology. So everyone's experiment experimenting somehow, it's too much. and it's just you're you don't know what's going to happen. Like, what's next? You know, so it's going to be interesting. Death. It's going to end. Be, That's yeah, well, next. Yeah, we're going to end on a positive note here. I'm thanks sorry. to Miriam Tazi. I'm people. sorry. I'm just saying the truth. I've just had a lot to think about. It's not that bad. What is this era called anyway? The two thousand. What is it? The, the millennia. Is it millennia? Weird. Know. Weird era. You know, just because. Yeah, like uh, you know, it's an era of frappuccinos and and. That was uh, also in the nineties. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> yeah. It, there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of bizarre to see. Yeah. Like how that's the thing, the example that you came up with, the Frappuccino's, the era of the Frappuccino. No. I don't even know what that, that word didn't even exist in the 90s, did it? No, Starbucks made it. They made that word up? Yeah. It means something, I'm sure. It's I don't know. But a people frappe and a cappuccino all mixed in one with a nice frost. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. That sounds delicious, but I'll tell you what I'm gonna I'm gonna keep dipping back into the '90s. I'm gonna keep submerging myself Do into it. some of the good stuff that's out there. You know what I mean? I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm I think I'm gonna download Timberland and Magoo. You don't have to. I say Magoo. I can lend you the CD. Magoo. Yeah, burn me a CD. No, lend you the CD. All I gotta do is upload it. Yeah, that's all I gotta do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get it in my cloud, Miriam Tazi. <laughs> Get that. It's weird, huh? <laughs> Miriam Tazi, welcome back to the show. And you guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Don't forget, share it with a friend. You know what I mean? Let's get this thing. Let's get more fans. Let's get people involved. And uh, I'll keep you posted because I've got uh, I've got the new uh, new podcast. I want to start putting getting into production soon, and I'll keep you guys posted up on that. And uh, that's all I got. That's it. You got anything you want to close on? Nothing? Anything? Looking at me? No. Nope. What's on your mind? You good? That's another podcast. Ooh, she's going to open up. It's going to be like an episode of Steve Harvey. What? You don't watch Steve? <laughs> no. Neither, neither do I. But <laughs> I was going to say Oprah, but I thought Steve might be better. You know what I mean? He's got the mustache. You know what I mean? You ever seen Go to you today. It's, it's very <laughs> pronounced today. I left actually. it on. Yeah, yeah, I left it. It's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> don't look. <laughs> don't look directly wait, at wait, it. Hold, hold. Jesus. <laughs> You might need to like trim that up. <laughs> no, I did trim it. It's trimmed. You're not trimmed enough. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't uh, trim it off. Like lighten it up. But yeah. I left it thick for the past two days. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> it's just like it's just like my man used to tell me shave that shit off. Yeah. Huh? No, but it's a little scruff on the under here, so it kind of blends in. Mm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's the mustache. <laughs> I left it on purpose. I was like, I wonder if she's gonna even notice it. It's distracting. I me. thought you would catch it. I th- <laughs> don't look at my mouth. Jesus. <laughs> I thought you would. Ca- I thought you would catch it early in the show. No, I, I and, was going to, but when, you were in the middle of different things. I didn't want to interrupt. I, <laughs> I definitely caught it pretty early on, and yeah. it was a little distracting. <laughs> <laughs> That's why dude used to come up to me all the time. Bill Ellis used to come up to me and be like... He was right. He was like, hey, man. Uh, May you rest in sh- peace. <laughs> shave that shit off under your nose. What is that? You got some dirt? You got dirt under your nose, man? Is that what you got? Huh? I'm taking it back to the 90s. <laughs> I'm taking it back when I used to rock a mustache. You know what I mean. My face hurts me. Mm. Yeah. So people, you know what I mean. If you're out, you're out and about, and you catch a catch a quick glimpse of yourself in the mirror, and you're rocking a mustache, go home and shave it. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Don't be walking around, you know, with the little pencil mustache like Inspector Clouseau. You know what I mean? But that's 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 me. You know, I'm like I'm like uh, I'm like uh, Peter Sellers in the Pink Panther. He had sure. the he had the the, the mustache. Yeah, you're I, the same exactly. You I mean that's debonair? Mm. You know what I mean? That's savoir faire. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's 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 the look of desire. She's laughing. It's that funny. I'm glad. I'm I'm really happy this is not on Ustream or you're not Periscope. You could Periscope my mustache if you want so that people can see. I'm bringing the light, people. I'm bringing the heat. And with that, people, domino motherfucker. The American Riddle Podcast. Riddle.